We bring ourselves to you as a living sacrifice. We bring ourselves to you because you are the one that deserves all of us. We have nothing in ourselves, but we give ourselves to you as a sacrifice this morning. This is the worship that we bring to you. Father, we appreciate you. We adore you. We magnify your name. You are the ever faithful Father, the Almighty God, the one who sees us, knows where we are at, and always has a way out for us. Father, we worship you. We adore you. We thank you, Lord, for this service. We thank you for this morning. We thank you because you're here with us. Thank you because you're ready to visit us. Father, we appreciate you. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in our midst this morning. In Jesus' name, we have worshipped. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for the Lord this morning, even as we take our seats. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. This morning, we're going to be sharing briefly on the God of the last hour miracles. The God of the last hour miracles. That's what we're going to be looking at briefly this morning. One thing about God is that we all know is he has blessings he has packaged for his children. He has a lot of things he has prepared for us, things he's written about us even before we were born. With every name, with every one of us, as varied as our faces are here, God has things he has prepared for each and every one of us that belong to us, and nobody can take those things away. That's one thing about God. And um, there are times when we wait and we wait, and we trust God, and we're like, Father, this is what your word says about me. Lord, this is a promise you gave. This is what I'm standing on. This was the prophecy that was given for me. There are times when we stand like that and we wait. And then a time comes and we're like, ah, God, how far now? How many of us have ever been in that situation where we start asking God, God, how far? You said. And I'm still waiting on the you said. When is the you said coming to pass? God does not fail his children. And it came to pass, it's very, very common in the Bible. And it came to pass will be your testimony in the name of Jesus. Everything your father has said about you, it will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Throughout the Bible, we find it, and it came to pass, and it came to pass in some cases, and it shall come. And when it shall come, it becomes it came to pass. Because anything that God says about his people, he doesn't say them for saying sake. But he says them because he wants them to come to pass. He says them because he has a plan for our lives. He has a timing for those plans to come to pass. And once we step into that season, nothing can stop them from coming to pass. That's why your blessings are waiting for you and they'll come your way in the name of Jesus. God shows up in our situations when we're about to give up. In Mark chapter 4, we see a very similar situation where there were some people that were with the Lord Jesus Christ. And in their own situation, he was with them. Mark chapter 4, 37 to 39. 
their backs were pushed to the wall. So much so that the question they now asked the Lord Jesus was, don't you care that we're about to drown? You are in this situation with us. We know you as a miracle worker. We know that you are a faithful friend of ours. We didn't know you before, but you came into our lives. And in this time that we've gone to come to know you, we've known you as the, the one who does things that nobody else can do. Why is it that you are in the boat with us? You are in my house with me. You are in this situation with me. I talk to you morning, afternoon, and night, and you are not showing up on this matter. Why is it that you are not showing up on this matter? That's what the disciples were asking the Lord about. Because he was in the boat with them. The Bible says, 37, there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Which means the pressure was much at that point in time. The pressure was much. Maybe it's a case of house rent is due, school fees is due, medical bills shows up, and then on top of all this, you got a phone call from the village that they need your, your attention in the village. Everything just as if it is only you that the devil knows your address. As if it's only you that, uh, that they've made up their mind that they are going to knock on their, your door at that point in time. That was where the disciples were. Because the Bible says the boat was now full with water. And he was in the hinder part of the ship. So it was not that he was not with them. He was with them. He was with them. Father, I am your child. I know you. I pray morning, night, and you know that kind of thing. I know how to fast. Father, in fact, if there is anybody in my family that knows how to fast, it is me. I fast 50 days at a time. And nobody knows I'm fasting. <laughs> and we turn to the Lord and we cry. And we're asking God, God, what, what's going on? Where are you in this matter? Where are you in this matter? Why is it that every Sunday I go to church, I hear the same thing. God is faithful. God of the overflow is there. God of ab uh, abundance is there. But I'm not seeing you in my life. There are times we ask God things like that. And the Bible says the disciples went to wake him up. And they said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Some translations say, don't you care that we are about to drown? For a fisherman to say he's about to drown, it means he has seen something. It means that he has looked and he knows that there is no way out of this matter. He has looked, he has looked at the water, he has looked at his boat, he has looked at the waves. And he said, boy, friends, <laughs> this is beyond what we can handle. This is beyond what we can handle. Everybody do what you can. Let's try and save ourselves. Then in the process of saving themselves, somebody said, eh, we, came, we came with Oga. Where is Oga? Oga is sleeping. What me I like to believe is that while he was sleeping, he was busy defeating some battles that they were not aware of. In the spirit realm, he was busy defeating some battles because he was headed somewhere. We are not going there. But after this was where he dealt with the madman of Gadara. I believe he was dealing with something while he was lying down there in the spirit. That's why they had to tap him. But they tapped him and they said, Master, don't you care that we perish? And the Bible says he arose and rebuked the wind and, the, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. The voice of the master in your situation will cause there to be a great calm, even in the midst of the trials in the name of Jesus. A voice from him, a word from him, will cause there to be a great calm in your situations in the name of Jesus. They were not planning to die in that trip. 
They were not planning to be buried in the sea because fishermen, when they die, that's where they end up being buried. Their backs were against the wall. And one thing I realized was they waited until it was almost too late before they called to the Lord. Don't wait until things have gotten out of hand before you turn to the Lord. Don't wait till things get out of hand. Right from the beginning, when the enemy knocks at your door, get God involved on the matter. Get the word of God involved. Get the presence of God involved. And when we do that, you'll find that God gives us the victory from the beginning in the name of Jesus. The plan of the enemy is always to enforce the defeat that he has on our lives, on your life. Because he was defeated, he knows he was defeated. But he wants to make sure you enjoy the defeat with him. Forgetting that you know something that he does not know. You have the victory. That victory is yours, and that is the victory that you are going to enforce where he's concerned in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus has paid the price. Exodus chapter 14. The children of Israel did not believe in God's ability to deliver them, but he delivered them. God enjoys waiting until the last minute sometimes. He waits until the last minute to deliver his people. But when that last minute comes, he is always ready to show himself strong in that situation. Exodus 14, I just take verses 10 and 11. When Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were so afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord, and they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? In this case, they were in big trouble. Their back was to the sea. Their front was to the sea. Their back was to Pharaoh and his chariots, the armies of Pharaoh. So there was nowhere they could go. In this situation, they needed a miracle that only God could give. But when they were looking at God, they did not believe he could answer them. That's why they cried out to Moses and said, Moses, what is it? We asked you to leave us alone. We told you we are satisfied being slaves. We are satisfied being servants. We are satisfied with where we are. We didn't ask you for all this. But you kept saying, God said, God said, God said, thus said the Lord, thus said the Lord. Okay, we no fight with you. Thus said the Lord. The thus said the Lord has brought us thus far. So where will the dust say the Lord come out of? Where will the dust say the Lord? What's going to happen? There's water in front of us. Is it that you want us to drown in the water? That was what they were crying out for. That was what they were complaining about for. And one thing I've come to realize, and I'm sure you've come to realize in your own personal life, is that there is no situation you find yourselves in that God does not show up for you there. Not once, not twice, not. The God will always show up for you. He will always show up, no matter how difficult that situation is. So whether it's in the family or in the workplace or in school, God will show up for you. You remember the story of Jonah? I'll come back to the children of Israel. Jonah spent three days and three nights in the belly of the fish. A time came when he remembered the Lord. The Bible says... In Jonah, I think it's chapter 2, verse 16, thereabouts, when his soul was about to give up, he now remembered the Lord. After day three, how will you spend three days in a fish before you remember God? 
Sometimes we can be very interesting as human beings. <laughs> Trouble comes our way. And instead of running to God from the beginning, we run to our brother, we run to our doctor, we run to our banker, we run left, right, and center, and we leave God out of the equation. It's only when the Red Sea is in front of us and the armies of Pharaoh are behind us that we say, God, where are you? God was there right from the beginning. And God was expecting that we will call on to him right from the beginning. But until we call out to God, God is not going to answer us. Hallelujah. Until we learn to call out to him. He said, call on to me and I'll answer you. He didn't say, call on to me and I'll turn my back on you. If we as parents, we as normal human beings have people that call on to us and we turn to them, how much more of our Father in heaven? He'll answer and he'll grant us our heart's desires in the name of Jesus. When Jonah remembered God, Jonah was delivered from the belly of the whale. You'll be delivered from the situation you find yourselves in in the name of Jesus. Don't forget that sometimes God has a plan that you are not aware of. God sometimes has a plan when we're in difficult situations. What are God's plans? Sometimes he's working on our development sometimes. A lot of times we want God to answer us sharp, sharp. Meanwhile, God says, I want you to learn to walk by faith. We will learn all that God has for us in the name of Jesus. Verse 3 of Exodus 14. Pharaoh will say God was talking to Moses. God was telling Moses what his plan was. The children of Israel didn't know God's plan, but Moses knew God's plan. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness has shut them in, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart, that he shall follow after them, and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord, and they did so. God will be honored in your lives in the name of Jesus. When God shows up with these last hour miracles, he'll be honored in your lives and people will turn to him because of what he has done in your life in the name of Jesus. God's ultimate goal with the children of Israel was that the Egyptians you see today, you'll see them no more. That was God's plan. That was God's divine plan that the enemies that are chasing you, the thing that is making life so miserable, the thing that is making life so bitter for you, you will see them no more once I intervene in that situation. That's what God was saying. Because he wants to enjoy, he wants his children to enjoy a permanent victory over their enemies. You will enjoy that permanent victory in the name of Jesus. He wants them to enjoy a permanent victory. He wants the enemies to be defeated completely. It wasn't God's plan that Jonah should die. But God's plan was that Jonah should be delivered. And Jonah was delivered after three days. In fact, let's go there. Jonah chapter 2. Jonah chapter 2, verse 7. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came in unto thee, unto thy holy temple. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Verse 10. The moment... Jonah remembered God and prayed. The Bible says, And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah unto the dry land. Your situations will vomit you out in the name of Jesus. Wherever your enemy has made up their mind that they are going to swallow you, they will have no choice but to vomit you out in the name of Jesus. God has a lot in store for us. 
as his children. And it's only God that will meet your needs in the name of Jesus. Looking at circumstances will always cause us to forget the final word of God in a situation. So let's learn to look at the final word of God and not circumstances. Let's ignore circumstances. There are two stories in the Bible we can look at that talk about circumstances. It shall come to pass, it's always God's final word. What is God's final word in your circumstance? What is the word God has given you? What is the specific word that your father has given you over your situation? Hold on to that word because that word is what God is trusting you to stand on. And as you stand on that word, that word will come to pass in your life in the name of Jesus. There was a time that Peter fished all night. Luke chapter 5, verses 4 to 6. Peter had fished all night. The Bible says Jesus borrowed his boat for an assignment. And after Jesus finished ministering, he turned to Peter. He turned to Simon Peter and said, drop your nets for a drought. Drop your nets that you might catch fish. Drop your nets for something. And Peter said, Master, circumstances tell me that, number one, this is the wrong time to fish. Number two, when it was the right time to fish, we fished and nothing came in. He looked at the circumstances, but Peter did what a wise man would do. Peter did what the one who trusts God and who believes God will do. Peter said, nevertheless, at thy word, Father, I will let down my net. And he let down his net. And there was enough that even the bank account had to close because EFCC had to ask him, where did that money come from? That would be your testimony in the name of Jesus. It was so much that it, the net started breaking. He had to call for his business partners. Guys, we have, we have a great uh, catch. Let's get hold of it. But it all came because they looked at the final word. When God has given you a word, brothers and sisters, that word is not meant to be kept under your pillow. That word is not meant to be kept in the cooler. But that word is meant to be kept before your eyes on a daily basis. Because a day will come to be when it shall come to pass that that word will turn true in your life. And that word will make the God who has been your father faithful to you in the name of Jesus. It will come to pass that when that word shows up in your life, the enemy who has been your tormentor, the enemy that has been the one harassing you will bow in shame. And you have to say, yes, there is a God in Israel that cares about his people. Hallelujah. It will come to pass over your life that the word of God spoken over you will be yes and amen. And that word will not fail. It will not fail. No matter how close you are to your deadline, no matter how close you are to the last hour of the day, God will visit you and bring that word to come to pass in the name of Jesus. There are times when we trust God. You're looking at God. For us as a church here, October 31st is the end, or October 30th is the end of our church calendar year. And some of you looked at the God of the overflow, and you are like, God, overflow. Overflow in my situation. Overflow in my house. God, I have not seen you overflow. I'm here to tell you this morning that that overflow will show up before the 30th in the name of Jesus. Before you step into the open doors, the overflow will come your way. And the open doors will help you collect more in the name of Jesus. 
God is waiting for you. But even as he's waiting for you, you are rising up strong on his behalf. You are rising up strong to show him that, God, I am trusting in you. And your word in my life will not fail. It will not fail. Because God is a faithful father. What he has said he's going to do. Circumstances might look like they are, they are, they are making God a liar. But let, man, let every man be a liar. But God is true. God is true. He's faithful. What he has said about you, he'll come to pass. What you have written in your diary that God gave you as a word for this year, that word will be fulfilled in your life in the name of Jesus. So don't look at it and start asking God, God, how far? God, where? What's happening? Don't look at it and do that. Just look at it and say, Father, I'm ready to dance. Father, I'm ready to rejoice because the wine that you prepared for my celebration that wine is waiting, and I'm bringing it out to celebrate with every other person your goodness in my life in the name of Jesus. God is a God who likes waiting till the last minute. And that last minute miracle, that last hour miracle, it will come to pass in your lives. Peter walked on water. He looked at circumstances. He looked at circumstances, and the circumstances, you can write down, we're not going to read it, but you can write down um, Matthew 14, 27 to 30. Peter looked at circumstances, and circumstances made him start to want to fail, made him start to want to drown. But the circumstances, they are meant to discourage you as a child of God. And that's why God says, looking unto Jesus, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, at every point in time, circumstances will always be negative. If you wait for the time circumstances will line up, you wait for long, my brother and my sister. So ignore circumstances. Ignore circumstances. It's just like a young man saying, I want to get married, but I'm waiting for the time my account is uh, very buoyant. Those of you that are married, you realize that if you decide to wait for when your account is buoyant, you'll still be waiting. <laughs> he will still be waiting before you get married. Because you'll find out that it's almost impossible for your account to be what you want it to be. Make up your mind to step out in faith. And that faith action will cause God to visit you in the name of Jesus. God specializes in last hour miracles because he wants our trust to be in him and not in man. He wants our trust to be in him and not in man. No one could have de delivered the children of Israel when they were before the Red Sea. That's one thing. When we wait for last hour miracles, a lot of times what happens to, let me not say you, let's say, let me look at myself. It has happened to me quite a number of times. When I'm trusting God, I'm standing, believing God for something. Then I look at the time, I say, God, time don't they reach you. I say, okay, don't worry, I have alternative B. How many of us have been there before? Sometimes we have alternative B. Sometimes we don't have alternative B, but we are like, God, I am done for. And we throw away our faith. We throw away our faith. Instead of trusting God to meet us, we now say, God, this thing, there's no solution. I, I, I'd rather give up. God says that, 
As long as we learn to keep our eyes on him, he will not fail us. Daniel chapter 3, the children, the three Hebrew children had no alternative B. Daniel chapter 3, 19 to 22. They had no alternative B. All they had was their faith in God. They had just to trust God. They could not do anything else. Because it was a case of worship man, worship an idol, or you end up in fire. How many of us will be able to stand through that? A lot of times, what we want at this point in time is, God, show up when they are planning my downfall. God, show up when I'm making confessions. God, show up when I'm doing what you've asked me to do. That's what they could have been doing. That's what the children of the three Hebrew children could have been doing. God show up while Nebuchadnezzar and his people are still discussing about the fire. When they are heating it up, God show up, deliver us from this situation. But God did not deliver them. Why did God not do that? Because God always likes to announce things. God likes to announce things where his children are concerned. His children might like doing things quietly, but God doesn't do his things quietly. And that's why when he waits for that last hour miracle, he'll do it such that from your neighbors to your family, everybody will know that God has intervened in your matter. Everybody will know that God has visited you. And everybody will now start to ask you, who is this God that you're serving? May they show up in your homes and want to know the God you're serving in the name of Jesus. God will show up in your behalf because his words are yes and amen. You are a covenant child of his. He has a plan for your life. And his plan basically is that the things he has written concerning you will come to pass. So no matter where you are, no matter what's happening, no matter where you are going, everything Daddy God has said about you will come to pass in the name of Jesus. And we also need to learn to obey God's instructions no matter how strange they sound to us. No matter how strange they look to us, we need to learn to obey God's instructions. When God told Moses, face the Red Sea and lift the rod, that was an instruction that sounded funny. Rod, water, what are we doing? What are we talking about? What are we talking about here? But Moses knew God. Moses knew God enough to know that if God says I should do something stupid, that something stupid will bring a reward my way. And he did. And God opened the waters left and right, and they walk through on dry land. You'll walk through your situations on dry land in the name of Jesus. They walked through on dry land because Moses obeyed God. I was looking at the story of Esther. When Esther told the king that she wanted dinner with him, I believe she was following instructions because most of us will not put food on our God's table before we start to tell our God the troubles of the day. As Oga is stepping into the house, we start knocking at Oga's door. Oga, you see, this is what happened. This is what happened. This is what they did to me in the office. This is what Junior has been doing. There's no money in the house for this. Hallelujah. Sisters, wisdom is profitable to direct. <laughs> Esther provided dinner and invited her enemy to the dinner. God-given wisdom. 
I'm sure when God gave her that instruction, because you remember she fasted. The Bible says she and her mates fasted for some days. When God gave her that instruction, I'm sure in her heart she was like, look, God, this is a life and death matter. We need to get to the matter now, now, now. But God said, calm down. Follow my instructions. So she gave, she prepared the meal. While they were talking, while they were enjoying the dinner, the king now said, Esther, Queen Esther, what's up? I'm sure she opened her mouth to say, this is the situation. Then the Lord whispered in her ears, tomorrow. She swallowed what she wanted to say. And she said, oh king, if you don't mind, tomorrow, let's come back. I'll tell you tomorrow. Godly wisdom will cause doors to open for you at the last minute. Because it is called godly wisdom, not human wisdom. That was what happened. Esther hearkened to the voice of the Lord. And when God caused there to be a change in that situation, her enemy had to fall and bow at her feet before his life ended. When God gave Moses that strange instruction, Moses obeyed, and that brought the deliverance of the children of Israel, but the total defeat and destruction of their enemies. The enemies that you see today, you'll see them no more in the name of Jesus. There are things the enemy has thrown at you. There are things that he has said are meant to destroy you. As long as you remember that God is a God of the last hour miracles, you will walk away with that blessing in your hand in the name of Jesus. You'll walk away with what God has promised belongs to you in the name of Jesus. Because he is a faithful father. And what he has said about you, he's going to bring to pass in the name of Jesus. How does letting your net down for a draft to catch fish in the daylight, how does it translate to fish? How does it translate to money in your account? How does it translate to money in your account? How does going to catch fish translate to paying your tax? But there was a time Jesus and Peter needed tax money. And what did Jesus tell him to do? He said, go and catch fish. The very first fish you pick, you'll see money in that fish's mouth. Use it to pay our tax. Some of us, when God gives us uh, instructions like that, we argue. When has God given us instructions like that? Give and it shall be given unto you. That's a simple instruction that does not sound logical. But the person who obeys is the person that will go laughing to the bank. And you will laugh to the bank of heaven in the name of Jesus. God doesn't do things the normal way. God does things difficult, differently. He does things in a different way, supernatural way. And as you learn to trust God, where your finances are concerned, where your health is concerned, where your situation is concerned, last hour miracles become your portion in the name of Jesus. Finally, Hebrews chapter, sorry, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. You find in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8, that the Bible says, Jesus led captivity captive. Jesus led captivity captive. Last hour miracles comes to the one who knows he has been delivered from the captivity of the enemy. Comes to the one who knows he has been delivered from the captivity of the enemy. 
when we know that we have been delivered from the hands of the enemy, it means that everything the enemy stole that belongs to us is released into our hands. Everything the enemy stole. What did the enemy steal? Your peace, your joy, the abundance that belongs to you. I was talking to someone some time ago, and the person was talking about the fact that in their own household, in their family, in their own family, and I know it happens in different homes, different cultures in this country, that in their own family, nobody is in the spouse's house. No, no male child is with the wife. No female child is with the husband. They marry and they leave. That is a captivity. Nobody in our house goes beyond this level. If we all work with the civil service, once we get to level nine, something happens and we can't go to level 10. That's a captivity. Nobody in our house is able to enjoy the peace of God, is able to enjoy the goodness of God. That's a captivity. But you find that there are times when God is waiting on us as his children to raise a standard before him and say, Father, this is what your word says. Because I belong to you, I am your child. There is something different about me. That limit that the enemy has set in my family, I am going to cross over it. God is waiting for you as his child to say that. And when you say that, God will rise up on your behalf and cause that captivity that has been taken captive to fall before you permanently in the name of Jesus. That's what God waits for a lot of times. Because many times we accept what we see as normal. We accept what we see in our families, in our household. We accept them as normal. And we say, God, it has been happening for years. So who am I that I can change it? I want to tell you that as a child of God, Jesus has paid the price. Jesus defeated the enemy. He took all of them and took them back into prison so that you can come out of that prison. You are free to come out in the name of Jesus. You are free to enjoy all that your father has prepared for you in the name of Jesus. And you are free to break every limitation that the enemy has thrown against you or your families in the name of Jesus. Whether those limitations have been there for years or not, whether they have been there for generations or not, the Father in heaven paid the price and all he says is jump over, jump over, cross that barrier, cross that limitation and you receive that last hour miracle in the name of Jesus. What he has paid for you belongs to you. It doesn't belong to your neighbor. It doesn't belong to somebody else, but it has your name written on it. And until you stand up as a child of God and says, I am taking what belongs to me, that thing will be waiting for you. It will not wait for you forever in the name of Jesus. You will collect it because it's been given to you in the name of Jesus. Daniel said, they that know their God, they shall be strong and they'll do exploits. You'll do exploits in your family in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you because there are things you have prepared for us this morning. There are things you have written, you have declared, you have said belong to us. And you have said that we are going to enjoy those things. Father, I call down last hour miracles over your children in the name of Jesus. I call down last minute miracles over their lives in the name of Jesus. 
For the things they have written, words you have given them, that they have written and they have looked at it day and night. Lord, I call for those words into manifestation. And I say those words will become, and it came to pass in their lives in the name of Jesus. They will testify of your goodness where those words are concerned in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you because you are a faithful father. Thank you for doing what you have said you will do. Lord, we give you praise. In Jesus' name.